Welcome to the Moms Who Money podcast, where every week we chat about all things related to money, mom life, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Eileen Joy, and I am a money and mindset coach for moms, teaching you how to confidently go from living paycheck to paycheck to making money easy. Money doesn't have to be hard. It is possible to break the chains, and I'm going to show you how. Get ready to join the Moms Who Money. Welcome back to the Moms Who Money podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. We're diving into the secrets of the millionaire today. It's a mind-bending topic that will give you a ton to think about in your own life. If you've been listening to the show and you find that you keep coming back for more, would you please help the show reach out to more women? All you need to do is take a second to rate the show five stars. There's two ways to do it, either on Apple iTunes or on Spotify. It literally takes a second. You can quickly hit pause, go hit those five stars, and come right back. Another fun way to help the show grow is to write a review. There's only really one official way to do that, and that's using Apple iTunes. So if you listen on iTunes, please take a minute to write a review. It literally will take you 30 seconds to a minute. (laughs) It would, first of all, mean so much to me because I love reading your reviews. They literally make me so happy. And also, the more ratings and reviews that the show gets, the more that sneaky algorithm picks up that the show exists, and then it gets suggested to more moms. It's amazing how many people reach out to me after a friend had suggested that they listen to my podcast, and then they start following me on Instagram. And we're always having so much fun in my stories. Money is just one of those taboo subjects that people don't talk about. You could have a friend or even a family member who seems like they're doing fine financially, but they really need financial help. And you wouldn't know because they're not talking about it with anyone. And when you simply just share a screenshot of the show on your stories, or even send someone a link to listen to an episode, you become part of a ripple effect that could potentially change someone's life forever. Do you remember how you found the show? Did someone recommend it to you? Was it suggested on your podcast app? Or did you hear one of my numerous podcast interviews on someone else's show? Either way, you're here and you're interested in changing your financial situation, right? So think about all those people that you know whose lives could change just from being here. And when you post your screenshot, please remember to tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach on Instagram. I need to tell you about one of my clients and now friend, Tiffany. Tiffany and I started working together after she found me on Instagram. I love Tiffany. Tiffany, I love you. (laughs) She's become one of my favorite people on the planet. And when we worked together one-on-one, we got to know each other so well and so intimately because we discuss all the things. And remember, your money and your life are all connected. So we're not just crunching numbers the whole time. And because I provide such a safe space for you, you really get to let your hair down and feel comfortable talking about anything. It doesn't always have to be about money. That's why Tiffany always says that working with me is like working with a close friend and not a boring money planner, which is totally true. Plus, I'm not boring, (laughs) as you know. (laughs) So when Tiffany started, her money situation was not ideal. She had no savings, was living on her credit cards, and was freaking out. You know, right now she's in the middle of a divorce. She literally had no idea what to do to fix her money mess. The success that Tiffany has had so far is mind-blowing for her. She now has a savings account filled with cash. She has a plan to pay off her debts, a strategy to pay her attorney, 
She's teaching her kids about money and next will be working on her investment plan to be set for life for herself and her kids. I cannot be more proud of you, Tiffany. She has even changed her lifestyle to be more healthy and active and including her kids. It's so fun to see the ripple effect that has occurred in just Tiffany's life alone because she decided to go all in on herself. Yay, Tiffany. I do have two spots open this month for one-on-one money coaching. So if you're ready now to take control over your money, hop on over to momswhomoney.com, set up a consultation with me. We'll discuss where you are now, where you want to be, and how I can help you get there. And now on to today's mind-bending topic. If you've been listening to the show for a while, I'm sure that you've heard me talk about the American dream, right? It's the dream that from the outside seems so amazing that people in foreign countries covet it. I've discussed how America created the front lawn and the backyard oasis on episode 55. It's all part of the American dream. The large home with thousands of square feet, the white picket fence, the expensive cars, going to college, getting the college experience... The lavish lifestyles that Americans live seem impossible to most people around the world, and even to many Americans. The American dream isn't so dreamy for too many Americans. Think about it. You make good money, and you still feel like you're behind, or you just can't get ahead. But why is that? Because most Americans are trying to keep up with the Joneses. It honestly doesn't matter how much money you make. It really doesn't. Do you find yourself constantly comparing yourself to other people and their lifestyles? Subconsciously, you want what they have. Whether or not you make enough money, lifestyle creep also plays a huge role in this. And you can go back to episode 19 where I introduced this concept. If you haven't listened to that episode or you need a review, definitely check that one out next. Lifestyle creep is simply the more money you make, the more you spend. Even millionaires have issues with lifestyle creep and keeping up with the Joneses. No one is immune to this concept. It honestly doesn't matter how much money you make if you're spending every penny. And if that's the case, then you'll always be behind and you'll never get ahead. Even millionaires end up in bankruptcy if they aren't smart with their money. We don't learn about money in school, right? And no one is telling you that it's your responsibility for your own future. No one's teaching your kids about money and setting them up for financial success. That's up to us, their parents. But if we have no idea what we're doing, then we're all doomed for financial failure. It's time to wake up and pay attention to what's really going on. The money system in this country is broken. No one is knocking down your door to help you. And you see more and more ads every day to buy stuff that you don't need and more ways to easily use your credit cards to pay for all that stuff. And then when you're not paying your credit card bill in full each month, you're paying a ridiculous amount of interest, which is at least 20% on top of what you already owe. This is sheer craziness. Have you ever seen that animated movie, Wally? I loved that movie. I actually want to go watch it again. <laughs> Do you remember what happened to the humans at the end of that movie? Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. So Wally, which stands for Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class, is the last robot left on Earth. And it's programmed to clean up the planet one trash cube at a time. And after 700 years, Wally, the robot, developed a little glitch, which is a personality, which I found was the charming part about the movie. So Wally goes around cleaning up the Earth because humans basically destroyed it, not caring about the Earth and the global crisis that's going on. 
And this movie came out in 2008, and it's still going on and getting worse. In this movie, Wally has a friend, the cockroach. Don't get me started on cockroaches. I want to throw up just even saying cockroach. (laughs) It was explained that because of the severe earth condition in the movie, that only cockroaches can survive to live in that chemical pollution. And the movie shows that in the world of Wally, humans have consumed so much and produced so much waste that it has essentially covered the whole planet and made life completely unsustainable. Not even plants, nothing. And by showing the relationship between corporations and consumerism and waste, the humans had to leave the earth for 700 years. And in the centuries since, they degenerated into helpless obesity due to microgravity living in space and laziness. And then with the robots catering to their every whim. And I honestly thought that it was so sad. And I see a correlation now between the consequences of the earth being destroyed and how Americans and many millions of people around the world are in a financial crisis. Because of our consumption habits and the overspending that humans are doing now is basically destroying our planet. So start paying attention to this too. Just open your eyes. Talk about this with your friends and your kids. It all starts with you. It's all about that ripple effect. And if you haven't noticed by now, I like to make you think differently about your money and your life in general. And your money mindset is key to making this change with your finances. And it's all about your money story, which you can hear on episode three. And this is where it all begins. When you stop, take a step back and really look at what's going on around you. Stop following what everyone else is doing. Stand up for yourself. Decide that you're worth it and take inspired action. That's when your life will change. So what do you do about this? The first place to start is to take a look inward and figure out what do you really want out of life? What's really important to you now? Your life's gonna ebb and flow with the decades. So think about where you are now. Are you single? Are you a mom? Are you married? Do you plan to get married someday? Do you want kids? Do you have kids? How old are they? How much longer will they be living with you? Are they out of the house? Do you work from home? Do you go to the office? Do you not work in an office? What would you prefer to do for work? What do you really want now, right now? Do you love your life right now or do you want things to change? You can just keep going down the rabbit hole with questions until you get to where you want to be. But be as specific as possible so that you can create those goals that are going to get you there. The more I think about the American dream, the more it angers me. We're forced to go to school where they teach us how to be good employees and get a good job that will keep you just over broke, mesmerized by advertising and our spending culture, where you're not cool if you don't spend all of your money. There's so many ways to change your fate. The first is always awareness. Just be aware that you have an illness that's called comparisonitis. It is quite contagious. I honestly think it's more contagious than COVID. This illness will keep you stuck financially for the rest of your life unless you wake up and be realistic for your situation. Because remember, personal finance is personal. The first book that really made me think differently about spending money that I read years ago, it's called The Millionaire Next Door. This book is a research book and it was published so many years ago where the authors interviewed millionaires and billionaires about their own money mindset and management. And these are the people who are still wealthy because they don't keep up with the Joneses or have comparisonitis and they stay in their own lane. 
The research was interesting because it dispelled the myth and a stereotype that all wealthy people live in mansions, own at least 10 cars, own a private jet, a yacht, so many homes, etc., 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 right? But in The Millionaire Next Door, the millionaires believe financial independence is more important than displaying social status. So let me say that again. In this book, the millionaires that they interviewed, the millionaires believe that financial independence is more important than displaying social status. Consequently, millionaires don't drive high-status vehicles. Millionaires drive used cars that are several years old, and they never lease or finance them. In addition, fewer than 25% drive a current year bottle. Only 23% of millionaires own new cars. A quarter of them haven't bought a car in four or more years. 37% buy used vehicles. 80% purchase rather than lease. These are really interesting statistics, right? I mean, most people think the complete opposite about millionaires, right? Because of the stereotypes. But if you really study them and understand how millionaires think and what they do to stay millionaires, this is where it all begins. And millionaires understand that new cars are overpriced. Buying a two or a three-year-old car is a bargain because the original owner has already paid for the steepest depreciation. Many millionaires sell these vehicles in a few years and get nearly what they paid for them, or they just keep them until they die and then they buy a new one for cash. Same again, used. In the 1990s, when this book was written, the millionaire next door's most popular car back then was a full-sized American-made vehicle which was way less expensive and less trendy. And so in this order, the most popular brands among, among the millionaires were Ford, Cadillac, Lincoln, Jeep, Lexus, Mercedes, which was a three-way tie. The Jeep, Lexus, Mercedes was a three-way tie. The Oldsmobile, the Chevy, the Nissan Volvo, and the Chrysler Jaguar. So most regular Americans spend 30% of their net worth on a vehicle while millionaires spend only 1%. And most Americans think that they need to own multiple vehicles and usually the latest luxury model, right? And often lease them out because people are so status conscious that they just go out and purchase the highest priced vehicle they think they can afford. And millionaires drive used cars because it's part of that frugal lifestyle that enables many millionaires to build wealth. They're also bargain conscious in other ways, like they buy items on sale or at discount or factory outlets. Yes, they even use Groupon. <laughs> One frugal habit leads to another. Spending less on cars gives them money to invest. The key to becoming wealthy is acting defensively to protect and grow your money. And what that basically means is rejecting a high consumption lifestyle. The problem is that once you buy one status object, you feel compelled to buy more. One thing always leads to another. Fancy homes require decorators and housekeepers, amenities for entertaining and expensive cars in the driveway. Otherwise, building wealth doesn't require constantly upgrading your lifestyle. Have you ever thought about downsizing your home? You can downsize your home to upgrade your life. And when you think of people downsizing, you usually think of empty nesters, right? Empty nesters are those couples whose kids have left home and now find the quest to run and maintain the household not worth it anymore, and then they move to a smaller house. Did you know 
that there are many Americans who are enjoying the benefits of downsizing with a full nest, looking to simplify their lives, free up their time, and obviously to save money. The American dream has always been about the big house with the big yard. I lived in a large home for years. And once I downsized, I quickly realized that the American dream wasn't for me. I downsized from a 4,000 square foot house to a 1,500 square foot house. And there are so many amazing benefits to downsizing your home. The financial ones, obviously, like lower mortgage or rent, utilities, taxes, and insurance can be significantly less with a smaller house. The maintenance, the lawn care, repairs, and all the other unexpected things that come up with having a house. And there's so much more to maintain with a larger house and to fix and to think about. The smaller your house, obviously less rooms you have to furnish <laughs> and less they have to worry about and clean. Oh, the cleaning alone for me was worth it. If you've been listening for any length of time, you know how much I love cleaning. <laughs> think about treating stuff and responsibilities for experiences and fun. And this is where you can focus on what you want. And when you stop overspending, overconsuming, and trying to keep up with everyone else, then you'll realize that most of your stress goes away and you can really get to enjoy your life like never before. Have you ever thought about downsizing your home to upgrade your life? If you're asking, what do I do next? Then that's when you know you need my help. Go to momswhomoney.com, set up a consultation with me. We'll get you started on your path to wealth and get you off that paycheck to paycheck train. We'll go through where you are now, where you want to be, and how I can help you get there. Take some time this week to go journal about what it is that you really want out of life right now. See what comes up for you. I would love it if you shared with me. You can always send me an email, Eileen at EileenJoy.com or DM me on Instagram at EileenJoyMoneyCoach anytime. If any of this information resonated with you, please take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your socials and with your friends. Please remember to tag me at EileenJoyMoneyCoach. I thank you for being here today. And please thank yourself for taking the time to invest in yourself today. And remember, you are your own best investment. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, please share on your social media and tag me at Eileen Joy Money Coach so I can see which episodes you're loving. The only way this podcast grows is by you sharing it. Please rate, review, and subscribe down below. See you next week.